Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Roger Welch, Senior Director of Marketing at DataQuest. Roger, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. You're quite welcome. So Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, a full-service B2B podcasting agency that helps brands use podcasting as a fun and efficient way to have authentic conversations with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. You can learn more at tribknowledge.com. Okay, so Roger, tell us a little bit about your background in marketing and about data. Let's see, my background is, is, is a bit varied. I've been in the startup space my entire professional career, but that, that has been split between a variety of industries. So I actually started in um, strategy consulting. I've worked in fintech, I've worked in um, healthcare, and most recently edtech. Um, I'm currently at a company called DataQuest, where we do data skills training. So we have a direct consumer business, but we also have an enterprise business and we work with universities. Okay, very good. So now when we spoke a little bit ago, you mentioned that DataQuest puts a lot of emphasis on domain relevance, which was a term that was kind of new to me. So for our listeners who might not be familiar with that term, what does that mean? So we like to think in terms of domain relevance uh, specific to, I mean, we do skills training. So since we focus on data skills in particular, there's, there's ways that you can train people in that area that are very generic, so a one-size-fits-all. But when you actually get to the practical use, it gets difficult for, for folks in a career role. So we, we tend to think in terms of domain relevance, could be industry specificity is another way to look at this. But a data analyst at a fintech may have very different problems to solve than a data analyst in healthcare or in manufacturing, for instance. So we, we look at that as uh, not a challenge, but we look at that as just a better way to direct a skills training and, and our learning, our content is, is reflective of that. Okay. So that makes great sense. And I, I think it also, is, well, it seems kind of obvious how that would be of great value as a marketer because that's a differentiator. But, but you tell me, how do you and your team use that emphasis on domain relevance in your messaging? How did you use it as a marketing tool, as a marketing advantage? I like to think in terms of what, I don't, I, I haven't coined the term. I've, I've been teaching marketing folks on my team this for a while though, empathy marketing, right? So we think in terms of jobs to be done. We think in terms of what are the questions that bring people to the point where they're looking for our type of service. So when we think in how we use domain relevance on the marketing side of the fence. A lot of what we do is content marketing. Mm-hmm. So we're putting things out uh, that are specific to specific industries, specific roles. We're expanding into video, as, as you and I have discussed, where we're also looking at, at doing more podcasting, but just traditional content marketing, but focusing on the problems that matter to our audience. So, so, and you're right, of course, that is content marketing 101, right? Okay. It only works if the content is focused on the things that actually, that actually your audience cares about. So in a given industry or even at a given account, how do you learn about what really matters to them? Right. There's a variety of ways to do this. We, we typically focus on talking to people, right? So we interviews, uh, 
variety of interview types, but we look at industry participants. We're talking with them about what are the most common and critical skills that they need in their particular industry, and what are the tools they're using, what are the approaches they take, what are the problems they're trying to solve. And we also partner with subject matter experts. So they bring their own expertise to actually even to our course authoring process. We're looking at specific, producing specific data sets that resonate in real world industry specific um, environments. Mm -hmm. So how do you get people to, to talk to you about that stuff? I mean, I, I guess you ask them and they say, okay, but like what's in, it's obvious what's in it for you. You learn all about their problems so you can fine tune your products and your messaging. What do they get out of it? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're aware. Everybody loves to talk about what they do, right? Most people are doing the job they're in because they have some affinity for it. They have some, some type of attachment to it. If you're lucky, you love what you do, right? Isn't that, isn't that the phrase? If you love what you do, you, you'll never work a day in your life. That's right. So talking to folks about what they do is, is quite what's in it for them besides just you know, spreading, spreading, the, uh, spreading the wealth of their knowledge is they're also helping to basically build a product that can help them do their jobs better, help them retain their employees longer, help, you know, help them solve the problems that their clients, that their customers want them to help solve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So they, in other words, they see value in spending their time talking with you about these things because they see, oh, well, in the longer run, it can actually help us. Yeah. It's basically the flywheel approach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, actually, what what do you mean by that? Oh, explain what the flywheel approach is. So I've I've heard the term flywheel in a variety of different sessions, but it would, you know, virtuous circle is another, virtuous cycle is another way to approach this. But basically, once the flywheel get started, it's sort of self-perpetuating, right? So when we're talking to industry participants to try to find out what their needs are, what they're looking to get out of a training program, we then take that information and make our product better. When we make our product better, that means the end users, meaning the enterprises that are hiring us to train their people, um, are seeing that their employees are much more engaged, that they're getting better at the skills that, that they came to us to learn. And then we get that feedback from those team managers and from those learners, you know, what worked and what could be, what could be, be improved upon, what could get, and that's sort of that flywheel approach. And as, mm -hmm. as you get through in that, you know, more and more circles of that flywheel spinning, the product gets better, retention gets better as far as, you know, the users that we have, but also word of mouth spreads and the, you know, the marketing pipeline builds. Yeah. So, so everything kind of feeds on each other. Right. I guess you could also call that like a positive feedback loop or something Correct. like that. Okay. So now to what extent do your top prospects expect DataQuest solutions to be like really finely tuned to their particular needs? Like how far do you go in that direction? And to what extent are you able to like talk about this with prospects as a distinct advantage compared to your competitors? And so our 2022 roadmap is to focus on building out more and more domain relevancy. So I would say in the near term, 
we are looking to do as much as possible for you know, our enterprise clients. We have specific industries that we are targeting, and so we will start with that, with those learnings and with those type of, of programs. But, I mean, what we're looking to do is our core, learn, our core skills training is solid. It's, you know, our outcomes are competitive with, it, and with, with anyone else in the market. But if you're coming to us as an enterprise and you're looking maybe from the healthcare space, if you're seeing projects and data sets in the learning program that are more about, say, manufacturing problems like preventive maintenance, fault prediction, these types of data science projects, yes, your employees will learn the core skills, but they will not have sort of that project experience to hit the ground running in the healthcare space. So obviously, depending on the industries that we're talking to, we are, are very keen to build out more and more industry specificity within our learning programs. Okay, so really the more the better, it sounds like. Correct. And it would even get that flywheel spinning even faster, it sounds like. That's kind of the, the like the gasoline for it or the jet fuel that really makes gets the whole thing going in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, all right, a couple quick questions at the end here. What's your main focus in Q? Much like we've discussed, I mean, we're looking to continue to build out both our product and our marketing content portfolio, obviously focusing on those industries and the, you know, the domain relevancy piece. So we've, we've got a, sort of a, a list of priorities when it comes to industries. But we're also looking at, from the learner perspective, building in more custom learning paths for individuals and businesses. And that will also be tied to, I'd say, what our, our third biggest push is for the coming for the coming year and that's basically more accurately assessing skill mastery so when you combine that with the custom learning paths the the goal here is to get no matter what their starting point of knowledge is to get everybody to a level of mastery specific to their their industry needs as quickly as possible okay next question what are the top three KPIs that your boss pays most attention to? Obviously, the health of the funnel is always important when you're when you're thinking um, business health, revenue health. Um, so like, we're monitoring, much like many in this in the space, I would assume you're, you're monitoring opportunities, you're monitoring monitoring conversion rates throughout, and engagement data. You know, again, with that flywheel in mind, and, and we look at the funnel being not just up to the point of. You know, the sale, but post. So we're look, we're very keen on monitoring and improving engagement data of users throughout the product. So the learners, but also uh, data team managers that are responsible for those learners. Okay. Final question: What do you and your team hope to accomplish this year? I laugh. I'm laughing to myself because I think in terms of there's this old cartoon, Pinky and the Brain, where obviously to take over the world. <laughs> But no, we, our, our goals this year are to get not just a, a foothold, but with thinking again in terms of domain relevancy, there's, there's a few industries that we are keenly focused on, uh, and we are looking to, to build out our, our customer base uh, within those specific, specific industries as quickly as possible and start getting that flywheel, uh, flywheel rolling. Got to keep the flywheel rolling or okay. spinning or whatever it does. Well, Roger, thanks for that. Thanks for sharing all that and for a great discussion. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate your time. All right. 
That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.